1: Here's your host, John Chapman.
3: What is going on, faithful? Welcome to another episode. This is episode number 298 of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman, and we've got a fun episode today. We're going to be going through a lot, focusing mostly on the defensive side of the ball, which if you're a 49ers fan, especially this year, even with the injuries down your top three corners, down your top two edge rushers, doesn't matter. The 49ers defense has been stellar. Stellar through three weeks. We're going to go through ranks, snap counts, uh, best rated players in week three, worst rated players in week three injury updates. We've got a story of the faithful, and we're going to be showing some film clips. Um from week three's performance if you're joining us on youtube um that's going to be available to you video wise but if not you're listening traditional i just want to say thank you as always really do appreciate the support and of course we always end the, uh, every single episode with question and answer so uh, any questions satchels questions that you have i see the countdown crew showing up as always gotta love you guys and girls <laughs> it's not just one or the other want to say thank you and again remember you've got the 30 second countdown crew and i give you an extra minute afterwards to get your hashtag ccn and man you want to be a part of that because the month is ending and what i do is i go back and we tally all the votes or all the people all the entries and we give somebody some giveaways at the end of every month and here we are we're at the end of september so put your hashtag ccs in there join us hit that notification bell we want you with us we want you with us it's everything we need the energy we need everything we need so, um, yeah, we'll we'll talk some other things, too. I understand we're going to focus more on the defense. That's all the preparation. I've got six pages here uh defensive stuff I want to talk about. But if you have questions about the offense, yeah, bring it, Casey. I love it. Uh, <laughs> right off the bat, let's get a question here. I know this is a defensive episode, but I want to know your thoughts on KB, Kendrick Bourne. Um, I think he has stepped up big time, especially compared from last year. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, if you look at... What Kyle Shanahan wants at a wide receiver, KB's not it, but that doesn't matter. He has earned his way into a starting role. You could say the same thing for a handful of other players. Guess what? Jeff Wilson is not a Kyle Shanahan running back, but both were undrafted free agents that they play so well and so consistently, you can't keep them off the field. You got to get them out there. And so, yes, you are exactly correct. You know, once Debo and Iuke are both healthy, KB's going to be the third wide receiver. Um, You know, it's going to be Iuke out there. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if KB starts and they'll list them all three as starters. And really, to be honest with you, they might list KB as the starter and Iuke as the backup. But he's the perfect third down wide receiver or number three wide receiver. I shouldn't say third down. Because you look to last year when you had Debo and Emmanuel Sanders, KB was that third option to go get the first down conversions or touchdowns. That's what he is. He's not a yak guy. He's not very physical. He's probably the smallest uh, frame wide receiver we have, even with Dante Pettis. Uh, He's not the best blocker, but he's improved in every single category. I love KB. He's the type of wide receiver that just holds a team together. He does what you need. All the time, never more, he does exactly what you ask of him. And, you know, you're talking about a guy who's, guess what? He's the veteran (laughs) in the room. He's the veteran. Him and Trent Taylor showed up the same year, but Trent Taylor missed a whole year. KB's played more than anybody else out there. And so I I love KB. I, I think he's just one of those glue pieces. That a positive franchise has to have, he's not getting paid the the big bucks. He's on a prove-it deal, and he's proven it. Uh, This is a guy that needs to start in the league. There's a role for him on every single team. Again, he's not the the picture-perfect chess piece that Kyle Shanahan wants, but he just delivers and the energy he brings good lord if you haven't seen the video with they're coming out of the tunnel and they got the huge like boom box and all that kind of stuff they're going crazy kb is a lightning rod whenever it comes to just energy which is so needed especially in that room with you've got some quieter guys um yeah i love KP. he i am with you 100 percent, casey i think you're right on Um, now let's get to, uh, right off the bat, let's jump into an amazing story. All right. We've, we've been doing this for a couple weeks now and I love it. If you haven't reviewed the show, go review it on iTunes, leave a five-star review and how you became part of the faithful. This comes from Niner Chuck, baby, and it goes back generations. And this is, whenever I hear stories like this, I get excited. You know, I got two boys, 17 and 12. I, I buy them nothing but 49ers gears. They're both 49ers fans. You know the 12 year old's not as interested in football as the older one, but that'll come. But they consider themselves 49ers fan and they understand what it means to be part of the faithful. You don't just root for your team when things are good. They, what might as well be a Cowboys fan if that's what you are. You root for your team because they're your team, no matter what. So this comes from Niner Chuck. Niner Chuck says this: My dad. Uh, who passed away a few weeks after the Super Bowl. Uh, sorry for your loss. Uh, that that It's been a rough year, and it's hard for a lot of people out there, and that doesn't make it any better. I'm very, very sorry for your loss, Chuck. It sounds like your dad's an amazing guy. Uh, he goes on to say, was a fan as soon as he moved west with the Air Force, served his country amazing in the 1950s. He taught me well. Oh, I love it. My earliest memory is a game at, I love this, The old stadium, not candlestick, Kazar Stadium. And after the game, we waited at the locker room exit. I got a pennant signed from John Brody and Gene Washington. That's definition faithful, baby. I love it. In high school, I suffered through demoralizing playoff loss to the Cowboys. And then along came Bill Walsh. I was a believer from the beginning. I love it. He keeps going on. The 1980 game. Which is a fun game to go back and watch if you can get your hands on it. It's before my time, but I love watching that. Steve Sable. Was like, my, was like my grandfather growing up, right? Anything on NFL films, I watched every second of it. I loved all that stuff. Uh, the 1980s game, as the Niners Saints game. We trailed the Saints by 28 points at half. Montana took over and brought the 49ers back to beat the Saints 38-35. to 35. Still a regular season comeback record. Uh, dad went to four Super Bowls. And Chuck was able to go to three of them with him, lived in Sacramento his entire adult life. Um, Chuck has moved around the United States, but he has charted buses to the games for years. I love it. You got to get back and see him live. Uh, this year sucks on so many levels because we can't see the damn team. We can't see him. If you haven't had the opportunity to see the team in person, you've got to find a way. I know we have faithful from all over the place. You know, I, I'm right here for in the comments. Uh, from Enrique. What's going on, John? I'm in El Salvador. I follow your pa- podcast every day. Thank you a lot. Thank you, Enrique. Uh, freaking love it. Appreciate the support. And-, and for the international, you know, faithful, which is incredible, gosh, find a way to get to a game if you ever can get that opportunity. It is awesome. And so I just want to say thank you, Niner Chuck. Uh, thank you to your dad who just raised you correctly. And again, In honor of the faithful, you know, episode 300 is coming up Sunday. We're giving away an autographed Joe Montana jersey, Nike jersey, official NFL Nike jersey, the black one with the red numbers, uh, hand-signed by Joe Montana for free, for free. All you got to do, subscribe to this, um, and then head to my Twitter at JL JL underscore Chapman. Retweet that pinned tweet with a GIF of your choice and we're going to pick a pick a winner there's only like i think it's 110 120 people that have done it so you've got a decent shot it's free i'm paying for shipping um and this jersey costs over 350 bucks uh just want to say thank you to game day sports and memorabilia for hooking us up with that and for you guys good lord you have been with us for a long time and whether it's your first episode or you've been here for all 300, in which case you're probably my mom, and thank you. Uh, Just want to say thanks. I really do appreciate the support. It means a lot. Now, let's get to some updates, because we got a lot. We're going to start positive, we're going to go negative, and then we're going to end positive again. Um, First off, right off the bat, who practiced fully today? This is the first week practice that people have been circled waiting on, and here's the deal. George Kittle full practice. He got some limited work last week. They decided to rest him against the Giants, which was a great freaking decision. Uh we got the win and Kittle's healthy. You know, he got out to practice today. He's going to be a full go. And Kyle Shanahan kind of mentioned exactly what the status is with the number 1 tight end in the NFL
2: full go today I and mean, we'll always be smart with him we're not just going to throw him in with his normal reps and everything but he's full go he's, he'll be involved in it and all and I'm excited to see him out there going that's it he's a full go baby he's a full go <laughs>
3: we get the number one tight end back and this week's huge because we got a little bit of a tight end showdown now I don't think there's anybody that would you know put you know Zach Ertz In the category of George Kittle, perhaps receiving-wise, yeah, they're probably on par. Uh, Kittle's, I I still think Kittle's better receiver, but Zacherts is an elite. I mean, you're talking all-time elite tight end whenever it comes to receiving. He doesn't like contact. He doesn't like to block. Their other tight end, who I personally think is better than Zacherts, that's Dallas Goddard. He's injured. He's out. So, and I don't I'm jumping ahead here. <laughs> the Eagles run more 12 personnel than anybody in the NFL. The 49ers run more 21 personnel than anybody in the NFL. So you're getting these two kind of innovative offenses with elite tight end play. Even with Dallas Goddard out, man, you put any challenge in front of George Kittle. I don't care if you're having a, a race to eat the most Cheerios. That dude's going to compete. So to be able to come back in a game where you get a lineup. Yeah, they're not on the field together. But the fact that the competition is still there with Zach Ertz, dude, I would not want to line up opposite of Kittle this week. It's scary. <laughs> the dude's so determined. He's a monster. And I think that he's going to go out there and just dominate. I really, really do. Um, now, also, he's not the only one. Jarek McKinnon, full practice. You know, he had the rib issue. There was some concern there. You know, he missed the fourth quarter. He's fine. He's full go. He's going to get the start. Look for the exact same running back rotation with Jarek McKinnon going in there strong. Uh, then you're gonna have Jeff Wilson spelling him, and then Jermichael Hasty, you know, once, you know, we get a big lead, or if we have a super long drive, we need a breather. You've got those three guys. So that's huge. And we protected Hasty this week, so he's gonna be on our roster. Expect him to be elevated again, and he looked good. Only three touches, but he jumps off the screen. So we're good there. Now Akello's back. We'll talk um secondary rotation in a little bit, but you know, Emmanuel Mosley didn't get a practice today. Uh, he's still out with the concussion. So we're going to need him to get cleared by Friday. So, you know, we've got two more practices. We got to see what happens there. We are playing the Sunday night game. So we'll have to wait and see now other players that didn't practice. Jimmy G was not out there. He was a DNP did not practice. And that hurts. Uh, you know, there was, there was hope he would be back this week, but he wasn't. Now, Kyle Shanahan hasn't ruled him out. And the, The question was posed to the head coach, and I'm so glad. I I love it when beat reporters do a good job and get us good content. So uh, shout out. 49ers have the best beat reporters, period. Best podcast. There's so much, so many quality 49ers content out there. We're just one of the many options. Um, But, man, awesome job. But the question was asked just like this. What does Jimmy have to do to play this week? Here's Kyle Shanahan's response
2: got to be able to be healthy um, in terms of he can run around and protect himself, um, make the throws. I mean, anytime you're dealing with an ankle, you know, you might feel all right when you're standing there, but um, can you move around and get into awkward positions without hurting yourself? Um, and that's really what we'd have to see. Be, it would be tough for us to see that and truly judge that if he didn't get into practice. So um, hopefully he can get out there for at least one live period, and we have those all the way up till Friday. So um, we just got to see that he's healthy, um, but that, that won't be able to happen if we can't get him in practice.
3: One live period. Okay, so for Jimmy to start this week, and I can see the comments coming, and I love it, and Kyle's going to answer your question if you missed the press conference. One practice. You've got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's it. You've got three live periods, Saturday walkthrough and travel, but we're staying home this week. But that's it. You've got three. One's down. you got two more options. That's Thursday and Friday. A okay, big reason why we wait to do our prediction episode every week on Friday, even though, you know, we don't get as much live audience on Friday because it's Friday. Everybody's going uh, tired from work. They're getting their drinks, whatever else. But we can't do a prediction episode until we know who's playing and who's not. You don't find that out till Friday afternoon. Um, so that kind of dictates our schedule a little bit. I would much rather record Thursday, but it just, it's, it's, not, it's not a good use of our time and it's not accurate. Uh, I don't want to put stuff out there just to put stuff out there. So will Jimmy play? Man, it's a coin flip right now. And, you know, Nick Mullins is great. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love Nick Mullins. If you listen to the last episode where we went through the stats and the ratings and how he did against the Blitz, all those things, he's great. But 49ers fans, this isn't a 49ers fan issue. This is all fans. You see a shiny new toy and you say, I want that. I want that. And I get it. It's so easy to root for Nick Mullins. And I will continue to root for Nick Mullins. But he's not Jimmy Garoppolo. The question was asked, and I'm going to play the whole clip here. What would it take for Nick Mullins to be the starter and Jimmy Garoppolo to not get his job back? Here we go.
1: Does the scenario exist, you know, whether Jimmy's out for one or two more games in which Nick Mullins is so impressive that um, he
4: could win the starting job?
2: Um, No, that scenario doesn't exist, but... I don't think past one game either. So that's for you to do. But uh, this is Jimmy's team. He's done a hell of a job for us. And when he's healthy, um, he'll be playing again for us.
3: That's it. So simple. I don't think that situation exists. I don't think that situation exists. Understand Kyle Shanahan. He is the most loyal (laughs) coach ever. And if you just look at the defensive side, Dre Greenlaw had a top five linebacker year last year, not for rookies, for any linebacker. He was top five. And what happens whenever you start the year? Oh, no, no. Quan Alexander is hands down the starter. It's not even a question. He's going to be the will. And Quan hasn't played well. Now, Dre's hurt. He's not going to play this week. He missed last week as well with a thigh contusion. But it just goes to show you continuity is key in the NFL. The 49ers cherish that. They don't want shakeups. Look at Akello Weatherspoon. Now, he's not starting now, right? But what did it take? The guy kept starting games even in the playoffs when everything was on the line, getting burnt by everybody, and finally they pulled him. It took going to the Super Bowl for Emmanuel Mosley to finally get the start. Like, that was a process. There's no doubt who the better player is. But it's not only, okay, one one game's better. All right, cool. Two games better. Okay, cool. Three games. No, no, no. The Kyle Shanahan loyalty program, it's full. And that includes Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I hate to say this. If Kyle Shanahan could get Kirk Cousins, and this is gross even saying it out loud, Kyle Shanahan still wants Kirk Cousins. Now, does he want him more than Jimmy? I don't think so. But if, for some reason, if something happened to Jimmy and he was out, I guarantee you, they would try to get Kirk Cousins in here. He loves people that have been around him, whether it's blackmail. (laughs) I don't think anybody's blackmailing him. But it just takes too much. Now, I put this out there on Twitter, and I got some flack for it. I don't even care. I I was just curious. I want to test where the fan base is. And whenever I put a poll out there, it doesn't mean I want it done. I just ask a question. Would you, as a 49ers fan, take a second-round pick in the 2021 draft for Nick Mullins, would you trade him? Holy cow, I struck a nerve. And it it was so funny because it's split, right? There's half the people that are like, you're an idiot and I hate your grandparents. That's fair, (laughs) definitely not overreacting. The other side is, oh my God, yeah, take that pick right now, let's build for the future, and we could add it and another weapon, whatever else. It had over 2,000 votes on Twitter in three hours. Uh, it's still going it's still live if you want to see it um but now here's the percentages keep Mullins 39 percent I I personally would rather keep Mullins right now now at the end of the year if somebody wants to offer a second that's another discussion but right now no especially with Jimmy Garoppolo not healthy didn't practice today you need him now you need to win games a second round pick's not worth it now um 61% 61% said take the second rounder. Again, I, me personally, I would not. Now, you offer me a first, Ew. you're a bad team. You get the Giants, the Jets, you get Denver. You get one of those teams offering a first, then hell yeah, I'm taking that because that's going to be a top five pick even if they get Nick Mullins. Uh, they're just bad teams, which we're going to see some of them You know, this week. Uh, we'll talk about that. We do have a bet for tomorrow night, even though it's kind of a shady one, uh, but <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Now, Debo Samuel. Here we go. Let's talk about Debo, what he needs to show. you know, And and this is kind of key here because Debo hasn't played since the Super Bowl. Remember, he got hurt in the offseason working out. So uh, here's Kyle Shanahan on Debo and what he needs to show or do in order to play this week.
2: He's healthy, so we just want to see him out there and get back in the swing of playing football. It's been a while since he has. I know he's been working hard on his own with football and everything and with our trainers and – um, um, yeah, and everyone else with the rehab. But, um, yeah, we just need to see him go through three days and what type of shape he's in. And um, if he can protect himself, he'll be out there.
3: Yeah, three days. You heard it. Go through three days. So he needs to practice Tuesday – or, sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He's got one down. How does his body respond? It's not so much he even talked about being in shape. That's not a Debo problem. Uh, you can go back to his college. Will Muschamp even told him, you know, after a break – You got to be careful. He might come back five pounds overweight. Debo's changed his behavior. He was one of the leaders this offseason putting people together, and his body came back great, and then he had that issue, right? But he's been working very, very hard. I don't think conditioning is going to be an issue. I think the issue is going to be how does his body respond to a full day's practice? How does his foot feel when he wakes up tomorrow? Is he sore? If he is, you got to shut him down immediately. Jones fractures go bad. Look at Trent Taylor. Whole year. We are going to have him back week one. Ah, we'll have him back week four. Ah, let's put him on. Uh, golly, we lost him for the whole damn thing, and we played into February, and he wasn't ready. Do not rush this guy back, especially this week. Especially this week. Now, um, a little bit of, I don't know if this is sad news, uh, but our long snapper, we uh, got rid of him. You know, uh, Kyle Nelson had a really bad day for a long snapper. And it cost him his job. And what's crazy is Kyle Nelson was the longest tenured 49er with Jimmy Ward. They came in the same year. Those were the two longest. Well, Kyle's gone. Jimmy Ward's it. Um, and he hasn't really been with us that long either. Uh, but this just goes to show you the NFL, it stands for not for long. <laughs> that, that's the same. And, and these people, these players, it's crazy. One bad game, he's gone. You know, they replaced him with long snapper Tabor Pepper. I freaking love that name. I'm going to be saying that on the podcast on Sunday. Tabor Pepper. Whew. I'm sure I'm messing something up there, but that's okay. I don't mind. Uh, now let's jump to the film. Let's go, baby. Um, this is the Patreon breakdown that we did this morning. Uh, do want to say thank you to all the people that have joined. Man, just, it's been awesome to support you guys. I really do appreciate it. And so head over to patreon.com 49ers rush. Join us there. We did an hour breakdown of all the defensive snaps. We've already got over an hour breakdown on the first half offense. I'm going to do a whole nother breakdown the next couple of days on the second half offensive plays. But as this goes through, let's talk some defense. Let's go through some grades. Uh let's we're gonna hear from Jimmy Ward. We're gonna hear from Fred Warner still. We got a lot of stuff to get through, but let's let's use Pro Football Focused as a launching point. Uh to kind of figure out who did well, who did bad, and all those things. So the top rated player uh was actually uh Marcel Harris, which is interesting because I graded him rather poorly. He got in the last drive of the game, got seven snaps, he got a 90.6 grade. Um now a big reason why he got that grade is he had a pass breakup and a fumble recovery. Um, you know, they 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 say that he forced the fumble um on that last play, but Anyway, regardless, Marcel Harris is good. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And really, you could even talk about the other backup. Uh, he was very good as well. You know, you go to... Our safeties are so deep. We've got four amazing safeties. We got four of them. Tarvarius Moore ranked as the fourth highest player on the defense. Now, I don't think either one of them should be starting over the two. And that's me changing my position. You know, I wanted Tarvarius Moore over Tart. Tart has stepped up his game. Now, he doesn't usually grade out well. He was the seventh best player this week. But the safety play is huge. Um, so, now, here's what's crazy. And this question was asked uh, to Jimmy Ward. I'm going to let him answer this. Uh, just about the question was posed this way. Is there more pressure now on defensive backs with the D linemen that are out? Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, D Ford, all those things. I love how he handled this question. Here we go. Uh,
4: I'm just saying it's in the media and kind of. Talk trashed about us last year if you remember uh and then this year we still don't talk about the DBs so I just feel like every game is pressure because at the end of the day when you watch the film a lot of guys don't just sit there and watch the D line until they make a play you watch the DBs you watch the quarterback you watch the wide receivers you watch the running backs so uh, I just feel like we're always in open space so DBs are going to be the most talked about and always going to have the most pressure on them.
3: Man, I I, I love what he said. I know it was quiet. I amplified the volume five times. He's just a super soft-spoken guy. Uh, Sounds like he needs to be like a DJ on a jazz late late night radio uh, show. But, man, he just talked about the disrespect. Y'all don't respect us. Um, The DBs never get the respect, and he's right. The 49ers were one of the greatest, not in just 2019, One of the greatest teams against the pass and, you know, few pass yards allowed, all those different things. And that's Jimmy Ward was a big reason why. And so just the disrespect that they get. And whenever you look at, you know, all of the players that stood out, Fred Warner was the top ranked starter by far 86.5. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to let Fred Warner talk about some things here in a second. Eric Armstead, 79.5 Armstead's he's playing so well, he's playing so well. Back-to-back, incredible games. Deion Jordan, goodness. He got 22 snaps, and he was great. He got two pressures. Two pressures, a sack, and a hit. came late in the game, but it doesn't matter. He's working into the rotation. He looks good. Eric Armstead, back to him, he had three pressures. Um, Now, you know, he didn't convert any of those to quarterback hits, but he was so active in the run game. Two solo stops by himself, three assisted tackles. Eric Armstead's just a beast, and he plays all over the place. I mean, the guy's... He's just out there all the time. Now, Jason Verrett, oh, my gosh. Love me some Jason Verrett. Played every single snap, 45. Goes out there and just plays lights out. The seventh-ranked uh, defender. But whatever you look at this, he was targeted once and didn't allow a catch and had a pass breakup. That's it. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I messed up. Those were Tart's numbers. I apologize. My bad. Live show. Can't edit it. Uh, Joukowsky Tart was targeted once, didn't allow a catch, had a pass breakup. Jason Verrett was targeted four times, allowed two catches for, get this, nine yards. Two catches, nine yards, and had a pass breakup. When targeting Jason Verrett, 56.3. That is the NFL quarterback rating allowed. Jason Verrett is a story of a year for a franchise. He's one of four. We've got lots of players that haven't played in two years. Jarek McKinnon hasn't played in two years. Jordan Reed hasn't played in two years. (laughs) Trent Williams hasn't played in two years. Jason Verrett hasn't played in two years. We go sign all these kind of low-risk plays, and they didn't pay off last year. They haven't paid off much. They're paying dividends now. We saw what our offense could be like with Jordan Reed. Now, he'll be back eventually. There's no doubt about that. But uh, here's the soft-spoken, hard-hitting Jimmy Ward again on Jason Verrett and kind of how he's been.
4: Uh, you know, playing next to get to Jason, uh, shh, man, shh, it was last game. uh <laughs> I told him uh, before the game, I was like, man, just trust it. Just trust the process. And uh, I feel like he went out there and he he trusted. uh, Very smart player. uh, Instincts. uh, Just amazing. Uh, uh, Aggressive. uh, I I love playing next to him. Uh, So was the other quarterback.
3: Oh, sorry. Cut off there. Uh, but, uh, But the idea is, man, he nailed it. He's Aggressive. And he's so smart. You know, whenever I was going through the film, and you could see just how he would wall defenders and how he would stare back at the quarterback and know the routes that were coming. You could tell this guy spends a lot of time on film just by watching how he anticipated certain routes. He was great. Um, And now, you know, you look forward to this week. Akello got a full practice. So worst case scenario, you're going to have Verrett and Akello out there. Not ideal. <laughs> uh, we're still down our top two corners. You're hoping Emmanuel Mosley clears protocol, but if he does, then your two starters are going to be Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, that, I'm okay with that. Uh, once we get Sherman back, first time Sherman can be back is next week, then we're, then we're cooking. Uh, we've got so much safety play, man. I wish, I wish the corners have depth, and it's great that we have these guys getting meaningful snaps now so that if you have to depend on them later in the year, they already have playing time under the belt. And that is key because the NFL has entries, period. That's just all there are. Uh, Javon Kinlaw was eighth. He showed lots of really, really good flashes. Um, he had one quarterback hit, one pressure, three tackles, two solo stops, and he just continues to anchor the middle. There were two times uh, whenever I was going through the film this morning where he totally got blown off the ball against a double team. But every other time, man, he dominated the double team. Uh, DJ Jones actually was far worse versus the double team uh, than Javon Kinlaw was. Now let's go to the flip side. Let's talk about the negative plays. Joe Walker, you know, he got brought up this week. Uh, he only got seven snaps. He finished last. Kerry Hyder, and this is. Carrie Hyder had six total pressures, one sack two quarterback hits, three hurries, did not miss a tackle, two solo run stops, and for some reason, he got a 49.2 grade. I don't understand what the hell happened here. And whenever I say we use pro football focus as a launching point, it's to create dialogue. These people watch every play. They grade every play plus two, minus two, and anywhere in between. This makes no sense to me. And, you know, whenever I went through and I watched – the film, Kerry Hyder's all over the place. How the hell you get six pressures and you're one of the worst graded players? You got a sack. <laughs> Solo run stops. Check, 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 check. He did it all. Uh, Kerry Hyder's unbelievable. This, I don't know who messed up, but this is not accurate. It's just not accurate. Uh, The dude balled out. The 49ers put together 20 total pressures. That is great. They were living in the backfield. Uh, Ezekiel Onsaw, 21 snaps. He was third worst. Contavious Street, just, he's he's not looking great um struggling with him and then aziz al-shahar as well uh but you know you look at some players that kind of could have bounced back and didn't Quan alexander didn't have one tackle in a game um he didn't have a missed tackle though so i guess that's a good thing um but he was kind of non-existent and the mobile quarterback man it's such an issue for this defense and robert sala and it, it just has to do with gap integrity on the outside you can't have everybody flow to the dive and all those things. And Fred Warner was asked about this. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones had a lot of success moving against you. How do you handle that? And here's linebacker one himself.
4: Uh, I mean, it wasn't something that we, we thought they were going to do a whole lot of heading into that game. You know, we knew Daniel was, uh, you know, he was capable. He was very good with, uh, with his with his legs. And so it was something kind of uh, threw in there. And we had to try and make an adjustment to try and stop it. And so... Yeah, it is obviously something that's on tape now and teams are going to be looking at, so we have to make sure we put it to bed. Um, And and if we do get that again this week, got to make sure we're on top of our assignments.
3: Yeah, you're going to see so much of it. Carson Wentz can run. He probably shouldn't. He should stay back and throw the ball, but he can run. Um, Is he as mobile as Daniel Jones? No. But he is—he—he's classified as a mobile scramble type quarterback. They do run the zone read there as well with Doug Peterson. So uh, we're going to see that play again this week. There's no doubt. I mean, whenever you, you got Cam Newton after that, so I mean it's coming. You're getting quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tua. That's the next three weeks. You're going to get running quarterbacks. You got to figure it out. We've got all running quarterbacks in our damn division. Besides Jared Goff, uh, he does his I am Groot impersonation, as always. Uh, But you've got to—it's a simple thing. So many people figured it out. You know, you watch Monday night with the Chiefs versus the Ravens. You can figure it out. 49ers, for some reason, just have not got to that point yet. Um, Now that we didn't blitz very much, only 10 uh, brought design pressures— which is pretty typical for the 49ers. And you wouldn't expect that much because you have two corners that haven't started. So you don't want to bring a bunch of zero coverage where you have no safety help. Um, But they did allow them to play a lot of man outside. And I I think that's where Verrett's best at. Then you get number 27 in there after everybody gets hurt. Um, He, he was up and down. Uh, They didn't test him very much. It just goes to show you how poor of a coaching staff the giants have. Why would you not target a player that gets picked on by everybody. Um, now you're going into Week Four. I don't want to jump ahead too much. We'll do a whole scouting report episode. But their wide receivers are in worse shape than our wide receivers. So we'll have to see what happens there. Um, now let's uh, let's take a break. Let's jump over to our sponsor, my bookie. We are plus sixty two, baby. And I got a bet for you right after this. <laughs> Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have, and let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now... They have $100,000, you heard me, $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. $10, you can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at MyBookie, and here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers49ERS to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to $1,000. That means... You put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that, and if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started, and if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right, we got the ugliest game in the history of television Thursday night. Uh, if you don't like Thursday night football, this isn't going to be for you. The Broncos.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify.
3: without their quarterback, without their number one wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, without their defensive end, Vaughn Miller. They're missing so many players. They're missing so many guys. Who do they get to go up against? The Jets. Yikes. Just so gross. Uh, you can't pick one of these two teams to win. Nobody's favored. It's a pick them game, uh, which there's no home field advantage anyway. It's the most... Just gross (laughs) expired milk competition (laughs) ever. I don't know how else to say it. It's just, it's not okay. It's not okay. Uh, So the over under is set at 40, okay? And my whole thing is, how can I bet against both of these awful teams? I'm going to bet the under. Now, here's what's great about my bookie. You can buy points. So the over-under is at 40, which only one time. So in, in three games each, so there's six opportunities, only one team has scored over 20 points, and that was 21 points one time. I'm buying two points. So I'm setting my over or my under at 42, all right? I, I, that you, 21 to 17 game, something along those lines happens. I want those extra points just in case. So again, I'm betting under. 42 points that's what i'm betting only 10 bucks it's a thursday night game i don't want to put too much on this Uh, but again i'm buying those two points which changes the odds a little bit so you bet 10 to win 16 but i'm betting against both these teams i just cannot see a way in the world that they're going to be able to generate 40 points um, it's a bad game uh, sure as hell not 42. So uh, hopefully you bet with us. We're plus 62 on the year so far Hopefully we add to that Thursday night uh, I don't like betting these games, but it does make it more fun. It really really does Nobody wants to watch the Jets and the freaking Broncos. Nobody wants to um, not even they don't want to be there. Trust me uh, They're gonna have some quarter. They're gonna have some people fired real quick. Uh, it's happening Now let's let's step back and let's look at the defensive rankings through three weeks. You know, there's a little over 20 statistical categories. And, and it's, it's not shocking, and it shouldn't be a surprise. The 49ers are the best in the NFL. They're the best in the NFL. You can make the argument, well, they're only top three. Or you can make the argument, yeah, they haven't really played anybody. We're playing people with our fourth and fifth cornerbacks out there, guys. And guess what? Dominant in every single category. Best in the NFL, fewest passing touchdowns alive. We've allowed two passing touchdowns through three games. Second best in the NFL and points allowed. Second best with 46. Second best in yards allowed, total yards, 562. Second best in yards per pass, 5.2. Third best in total yards. Fourth best in fourth down conversions. One for four against us in the fourth down. Um, going forward on fourth, we've stopped at 75% of the time fifth best in a fewest first downs allowed. There's not one category where the 49ers are not in the top half of defensive statistics, not one. They're 16 or better out of 32 teams. They're a great defense. <laughs> Do they have problems? Did Arizona convert so many third downs and first downs and sustained drives? Yes. Yes, they did. But even when the defense seemed to fall apart, they give up 24 points. Our offense is averaging over 30 points a game. Where would we be at right now if the game just happened a little bit different week one? You talk about NFL power rankings. You could talk about whatever you want. You know, We're in the middle. Everybody kind of has us 12 to 16. We're a two-in-one team, and that's fine. Keep us there. I, I hope our power rankings were at the bottom all the time. I don't want to be at the top. I love the disrespect, and you heard, you know, Jimmy Ward talk about it and how it's fuel. And so we're a great damn team. We are a great damn defense. And once the offense gets all their toys back, oh boy, ah, it's got to be good. Uh, it's got to be better than good. So let's jump to some Q and A time. Here we go. Let's get to the question satchel. Matthew, um, here's a question from Matthew H. When Richie James returns from IR, will this finally be the end of Pettis? Will he have to (laughs) injure other teammates to say, yeah, Pettis goes after some people. You know what I mean? He's found a way to stay active. I do think it's going to be the end of him. Um, I would see him being a healthy scratch for some games unless there's other injuries that take place because Richie James would step into the returner role and he could play all the spots that Pettis can. And we've seen this, um, You know, Pettis is active now, but with Muhammad Sanu and Richie James all kind of figuring things out, they're getting snaps ahead of them. Uh, I think Pettis is going to be a healthy scratch for a majority of the season unless we get a lot more injuries. Uh, From every third stroke, personal question time. uh Uh-oh, do not screen these. This is live. Do your students know you have this channel? Um, Yes, they do. I I don't hide anything. I try to be, you know, with the students – you know, I teach AP, US history, government, and economics, but no teacher gets in there because you love history, even though I do, or economics because I do, or government. Good Lord. Try teaching government after that god awful debate last night. Not getting into politics, but you're trying to teach seniors to be civil and treat each other with respect. And then you see leaders of our country doing that BS. Uh, it's a difficult time right now for teachers. Uh, so, but anyway, I want to be an open book. Um, you know, I'm not one of those teachers. It's like, Oh, don't ask personal questions, whatever. No, no, no. I tell the story of my family. I tell the story of, you know, uh, how my wife and I met, you know, the fostering and adoption, uh, what I do on the side. Um, you know, I even go in, I have a little bit of real estate that I've kind of done through grad school. Uh, first house we bought was $31,000, baby still have that bad boy, but no, I, everything that I try to do, and thank you for the question be as open as possible and allow the students to ask questions and to learn from previous experience. That's the whole goal of teaching. And I don't want to go off too much on that as a 49ers podcast, but thank you. I appreciate that. Um, from 49ers Sac Francisco. I love the, love the title there. Jimmy G is our quarterback one for a reason and period. I love it. Some of the people that want Mullins to start, they don't understand football. Mullins is great. You're exactly correct. Jimmy Garoppolo is freaking incredible. Uh, he's at worst a top 10 quarterback in this NFL. Now, Mullins is one of those guys that maximizes his talent. He doesn't have any of the raw skills. He doesn't have the arm strength. He doesn't have the height. He doesn't have you know the zip on the pass. He doesn't have near as quick a delivery, whatever else. I'm not saying Mullins can't be great. I think Mullins should be a starter in this league. But you're looking at kind of like Mullins, what can his maximum be? Yeah, man, and I don't want to say... He's much more of a Case Keenum type of a guy, but I think he could be better than Case Keenum. But Case Keenum took his team to the NFC Championship, right? Um, The raw tools aren't there. The intangibles are all off the charts. I love Nick Mullins. I'm not trying to sell him short. Um, But, yeah, there's a big difference there. There, There's a huge difference there. I'm with you there. Oh, from ShotJay, I love it. The name I can finally pronounce. Um, I have a theory about Colin Nelson. I'm curious what you think. Recall that he tested positive for PEDs last year. Yes, he's been suspended twice. Possible he botched a PED cycle, hormones, whatever messed with him last week. Yeah, I don't know. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I will say this: whenever they, you know, cut to the sidelines, that dude is jacked. For a long snapper. He doesn't miss many workouts. Uh, Wish him the best. Hopefully he uh, (laughs) makes good choices. Rebounds. Goes with somebody else. Yeah, I don't like to root negatively against anybody. Not even number 27. I don't want bad things to happen to him. Uh, I don't want bad things to happen to Dante Pettis or anything. I don't want bad things to happen to anybody. Um, But I want him out there. I want him out there. Uh, From John. uh, Will Siggy play? Yeah, he played. Uh, He played this week. He got in after Deion Jordan. You know, uh, Ansa got 21 snaps. Deion Jordan got 22 snaps. And they kind of rotated in as that third or fourth pass rusher. Um, And I I think that's where they're just going to sit. If one of them can prove to be more effective, I think they'll see a snap increase. But they're guys that just give you depth. Um, That's it. That's it. Just giving you depth. That's all that you have to do. Oh, look at this. Um uh, I can see this is from L Ratana. I can see the Eagles using Jalen Hurts to run some option. Yeah, they've trickled him out there some. Now they're struggling with Carson Wentz and a lot of people are saying Wentz is done, whatever else, let's see the rookie, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think you can see some kind of <laughs> moving around you know with the quarterbacks, but it's going to be Carson Wentz's uh team whatever else uh, the the one player i'm concerned about is Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is one of the best running backs in the league. Um i i, I think that's just what we're going to do. Young Tut, who's in, who's out for Sunday night? Yeah, the only players that we really have out completely uh that have been ruled out completely is going to be Kendrick Bourne and D Ford. Um I'm sorry, not Kendrick Bourne. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Not Kendrick. Kendrick Bourne is 100% all right. Uh reading too many damn questions. Um but anyway, I don't think that D. Ford will be out there. He's going to be out. You know, Raheem Moster didn't practice. I think that he's probably going to be out as well. And then, of course, Drake Greenlaw, uh, Kyle Shanahan's already kind of ruled him out. So uh, that's where we're at there. Kevin King. Hey, John, do you think the 49ers trade for a defensive end before the trade deadline? I wouldn't mind if they did, given you are getting Ronald Blair back. That's going to be key week seven, but teams still think they have a choice. There's a couple 0-3 teams out there. Once you get to 0-4, 0-5, and teams start to realize, okay, we got to build for the future, then you can start to trade for some players. Um, But right now you can't. You can't do it because you're paying a premium. Don't pay a premium. John Lynch, he will never overpay for anybody. If he's taught us anything, that's what he's taught us. Um, That's just what it is. That's just what it is. Um. Let's see here a couple other questions before we jump out of here John do we know who the long snapper will be this week from Steve Ray? Yes, we do the name team baby You ready for this name get ready to cheer everybody's gonna go out and buy this Jersey long snapper Tabor pepper uh, and no, I have not broken down film of him. Uh, <laughs> that is not going to happen. Uh, even though I love me some long snapper technique, baby, I can get all in there with the wrist and everything on the laces, man. Put your weight in your heels, kicking back, getting your feet off the ground. Oh my gosh. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Get that butt down, otherwise the ball goes up. That's uh, what it is. So yeah, lots of good stuff out there. Trade D Ford for Odell Beckham Jr. Nobody would take that trade. I wouldn't be surprised if D Ford ever plays again in the NFL. I think he could be done. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not saying I, I you know, I, I predict he'll never play. I'm just saying I'm not going to be shocked. Um, it just seems like everything is trending. The wrong damn way with D. Ford, and the injuries are adding up. They're not going down, so we'll have to see what happens there. But you know, I again wish the best for him, but it's looking bad. Uh, I'd love to have Odell Beckham Jr., but we're not going to be hurting at wide receiver once we get Debo back, which might be this week. Might be this week. I love the wide receiver room. You've got Debo, Brandon, Iu, Kendrick Bourne as your three starters. You're rotating in Trent Taylor as an extra slot guy if you need him or to take one of those guys out to get a breather. We do a lot of two-wide receiver sets. We don't have a lot of three-wide receiver sets. So, you know, again, you go into the Super Bowl, we had four wide receivers, four, and you're rotating those four guys in. We're a tight end heavy offense. Now, once we get back, Jordan Reed, ooh, boy, once we get back, Mostert and Coleman, I don't know. I I think we're pretty good at the wide receiver position. You know, if you want to target a position and you're concerned interior offensive line, uh, you could do center or right guard. Those aren't great areas. I like Brunskill. I like Ben Garland, but uh, it it, had been a little bit subpar. You don't have a lot of depth behind them. You go to the defensive side, defensive ends a problem, right? Uh, There's no nickel corner depth, uh, none whatsoever. If Quan Williams goes out, now you're rotating the safety to nickel. You're going to have to. They brought back uh, Tabor, who got starting reps at the nickel position you know, uh, during training camp, but then they cut him. Didn't even put him on the practice squad till just now. They added him today. So it, there's a little bit of depth there. I don't think you want him out there as your starter, but there's a couple areas that need attention. Sure as hell isn't wide receiver anymore. If they're healthy, we've gone over the hump now. We've gone over the hump. Remember, we didn't have Ayuk. Remember, we didn't have Debo. We hadn't signed Sanu yet. That was problematic. We got all three of those guys now. We got all three of them. So we've added three wide receivers already just by attrition or, you know, them coming back healthy. So that's kind of where we're at. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Please head over, rate, review the show. Join us over on... um, What's it called? Patreon. If you want to get into the X's and O's schemes and all that kind of stuff, that's there for you. Thank you so much for your support. We will be back Friday or Saturday with our next episode with our predictions, keys to the game, scouting report on everything that you want to know about the Eagles. Thank you so much for your continued support. And as always, stay strong faithful.